You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Sex and relationship advice you can use tonight. Hey, hey, it's the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Your friendly neighborhood sexologist here, along with my partner in crime, Mr. Brandon Ware. Hey, everyone. Excited to be here and a big thanks to Desire Resorts for your ongoing support of this podcast. You already know that they've got naked clothing optional paradises on the Mayan Riviera, as well as European cruises in the south of France, the Greek Isles, and beyond. So make sure you check them out on Instagram at Desire Experience. So Brandon. Yes. How's your libido? (laughs) To be honest, it's up and down. I would say it depends how I'm feeling, man. Today, right this moment. At this particular moment, it's very low, <laughs> thankfully, because we're sitting with a bunch of people. I'm, gl- I'm glad to hear your libido is low. And it's 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 fluctuated lately because, as you know, and I know we, you probably feel like we're going on and on about our, our puppy, but with loss, with grief, I don't think we can put the pressure on ourselves to do it all the time. Yeah, I think that's a key word. I don't want to do it all the time right now. Yeah, fair enough. So we're going to be talking about libido today. What drives it? What kills it? How does your food, your diet, your exercise, your sleep, your mindset, and of course, your relational interactions affect your libido? And I receive a number of questions often about supplements, about foods, about drugs, and all of those things are beyond my purview. So... Today, we're bringing in Dr. Olivia Rose, a naturopathic doctor in Toronto and product expert for VitaRock, who really knows a lot about this stuff. So welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Hey, everybody. So you are a naturopathic doctor. What is is naturopathy? Did I say that wrong? No, that's right. Naturopathy. Naturopathy. Naturopathic doctor. Um, So naturopathic medicine is a distinct form of medicine that really um, takes traditional approaches in medicine and combines it with evidence-based scientific approaches to medicine. We collaborate with medical doctors, allied healthcare professionals like massage therapists, chiropractors, um, pelvic physiotherapists for this topic will be a very interesting collaboration that that I do a lot. Um, And we're able to do physical examinations, nutrition, mental health um, assessments, and order lab work. And, uh, and assess that and apply that to our, our patients as well. So um, it's all-encompassing. It's holistic. It really is a holistic approach. When I first went to a naturopath, can I say that it was you? It was many years ago. <laughs> I'm not a patient Fine. of yours now because I've moved. Yes. Uh, but I was so impressed with what the intake process looked like. It mm. wasn't a walk-in, okay, what's wrong with you? We will treat one issue. Right. There were multi-pages of questions that I had to complete, which, by the way, I'm sure I did not. I was just going to say, how did you get through that? You I know, think you did. You just run out of I the think office. you did. <laughs> I had my friend do I copied my friends. <laughs> oh, so that's why. <laughs> what are you dealing with? Itchy penis. <laughs> Should have copied someone with the same genitalia. Uh, But it really is a holistic approach looking at the big picture. Mm -hmm. And 
in your practice, t- tell us about your practice. Where do you practice? So, Who do you see? Yeah, so right now I practice in the beach area of Toronto, or beaches, however you, you wish to say it. Um, and I have a general practice, but I tend to focus on um, women's health issues, men's health issues. Because not a lot of naturopathic doctors I find focus on men's health issues. Hmm. There's a lot of women's health. Because, I mean, let's face it, about 80% of my practice is women. I was right? wondering about that. So that's why. So it, it you, you gravitate towards that when you graduate. But I try to make a point to make sure that I address and ask the right questions um, when men uh, come in as well, males come in as well. Um, Children, uh, and then like gastrointestinal, immune health, these types of conditions that are chronic, that um, we uh, that oftentimes the the medical um, establishment may not have solutions for, like long-term solutions for, so we can help with that by looking at, you know, taking that holistic approach. Right. And so because you ask such comprehensive questions on the way in, it means that you touch on relationships and Mm -hmm. sex and not just the mechanics of sex, but all of the mood and lifestyle factors. So what would you say is the most common sex related issue patients present with? It would be the lack or the diminished sexual desire or libido. That's number one. I also see, you know, vaginal dryness, especially around the perimenopausal time, um, menopause, um, pain with sex, um, men and women. Um, so, yeah, those would be the main ones. Well, let's talk about menopause because menopause, menopause is often treated yes. as a footnote at the end of our lives when, yes. in fact, we spend half of our adult lives post-menopause. That's right. And in sexuality and in relationships, there will be a wealth of information on sex pre-menopause. Right. And then there's always this kind of like paragraph at the end. And if you're menopausal or post-menopausal, <laughs> use lube. Use lube. <laughs> don't, you don't have to have penetration. And, and those two things are certainly key. Sure. Regardless of whether you're pre mm-hmm. or post-menopause. Mm-hmm. Don't have to have penetration. Yeah. And yes, use lube. Mm-hmm. But what are you what are you seeing with regard to say vaginal dryness or vaginal atrophy and what are people what do you do for them yeah well there's the, the one thing that I um, mentioned a lot to the perimenopause and menopausal women is that it's not as you're not gonna be as quick to get aroused okay so to take your time and to focus on more of that relationship and figuring that piece out. And so spending that quality time with your partner, um, spending time like in that, or spending a longer period of time in that arousal phase, you know, throughout the day, um, you know, being close with each other, saying things, um, speaking, you know, your love language to each other, um, engaging in that way can help lead to a better sexual outcome. Um, that evening or whenever you, you choose to be have share that closeness. So um, it, it's just I, I do encourage just spending more time in the pre phase. Not just it's not as easy anymore as just because um, the hormones are changing. They're you know they're they're balancing. They're constantly balancing. What is happening? Down. During, you know first what? of all, what is perimenopause? So perimenopause is the stage before menopause when you're experiencing, you know, mental, emotional changes sometimes. So you can be um, anxious, depressed, um, your period. So if you look at the physical things that are happening, um, your period can be coming more frequently. It could be becoming longer, um, heavier. 
Sometimes you won't see your period for six months. I had a patient the other day who was like, yeah, I thought I was, you know, on my way to menopause because menopause is actually when your periods cease. You stop, you stop ovulating, right? So for what period of time? So it has to be for, it's usually a year. Okay. So this person got to that nine month and she was like, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. And then the period came and then she was like, oh shoot. So it was light, but it was there still. So that means you, you start day one again, right? So she might not see your period again for maybe maybe she'll go into the year this time. Maybe it'll be a few months. Um, so it's that it's that phase where things are up and down. You don't know when your period's coming. Not great for planning vacations and for planning activities and even for planning sex. You just never know. Period might show up. You might be spotting. There's so many variables there that that you don't have that uh, control over. It sounds a little bit like puberty. And I would think that with the age at which people are having kids, you must have that magic cocktail of parent in menopause and child in puberty in the house at the same time. Yeah, and that adds to the stress. And so what's happening with the hormones? What's happening with estrogen? What's happening with yeah, progesterone? There's, there's definitely going to be fluctuations is really how we can describe it. Okay. So you're, you have um, your hormones um, LH and FSH that are released from your brain um, to help you know, they stimulate the, the ovaries to um, produce follicle and to produce estrogen and progesterone. And um, that is what's fluctuating. It's up and down. And um, there are definitely, there's also, there's also a role that your adrenal glands play, which, is, which are the stress hormone producing glands that sit on top of the kidneys. Um, and that plays a huge role as well in the mixture of all the hormone fluctuations that are happening. Um, when you're more stressed, I find women, um, they experience more menopausal symptoms, hmm. you know, like it's just, it's heightened um, because now you're dealing with, you know, uh, elevated cortisol levels that, that are impacting you as well. So how do you deal with that? How do you balance out the hormones? So there are lots of things. Well, first we talk about um, lifestyle. So we look at sleep, number one. Um, are you sleeping? Is that something you should do, sleep? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, okay. Jess. Nope. Coming on four hours from last night that yeah. we had. You need to sleep. Yes. We, we had a big flight delay last night, so there's, there was no sleep last night. Oh, wow. And you're doing pretty well right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so sleep is really key. Sleep is sort of the master controller of your immune system, of your hormones, of of even just aging in general, general body and, and, and brain aging. You know, your brain goes through a detox when you're, when you're sleeping, um, gets rid of toxins, circulation goes, right? Uh, metabolism, people come in for weight loss. It's like, mm-hmm. if you're not sleeping, I, I can't even touch your nutrition. So you have to work on that first. So when it comes to, to menopause, um, sleep is really important. Um, what can I change about my diet or supplements to sleep better? Sure. I mean, Number one, my, my f- most favorite um, mineral is magnesium. Okay. Magnesium before bed is such a muscle relaxer. So it just relaxes your muscles, relaxes your mind, um, relaxes I have a question about that, definitely. Can we do magnesium and still drink? <laughs> well, <laughs> let's talk about that part um, <laughs> for a second. So um, you, you could, but alcohol, especially when we're talking about libido, some people are, you know, 
Alcohol abuse, too much alcohol, can actually really affect libido. It's the number one cause of erectile dysfunction hmm. in men, um, alcohol abuse. So um, although alcohol can help kind of re- re- release or reduce inhibitions and, and reduce anxiety around sex, it, it also can wreak a lot, a lot of havoc. Like it can um, disrupt your sleep. So you might get to sleep and feel good about that, but your quality of sleep might not be too too great. It's called passing out. Yeah, you just sort of pass out, right? <laughs> and then wait. Waking up sweating and saying, oh God, what did I say? <laughs> Whom do I have to apologize to? Yeah. So essentially what you're saying is whiskey dink is a real thing. <laughs> yeah. There's a whiskey dink? Well, I mean, I'm trying to use the, the, the gentler terms right now, but it's a whiskey dink where, you know, my friend used to go out drinking and then maybe had a few too many drinks and you might have simultaneously met someone that you wanted to go home with and maybe you're your performance was a little lacking that evening because of the extra shots that you took. This is a true, true yeah. phenomenon. It's a, real, it it's a real problem. Yeah. And so you can you take magnesium if you have a glass of wine? Um, you can. I don't know if it would help, per okay. se, like kind of counteract or negate the effects okay. of the alcohol because the alcohol is still in your system. But the fact that alcohol does disrupt your electrolytes can play a role mm. in in how you feel. So electrolytes and magnesium being an electrolyte as well may be something that would be helpful, but I don't know if it would negate the effects. Caffeine is another is another huge thing too, right? Like people, you know, they'll have co- their one coffee, but everyone has different sensitivities. Mm-hmm. So you have your one coffee at, at noon, you think you're okay, but it is it can be disrupting your quality of sleep even if it's at 10 a.m. for some people um, so so that's an issue and then also one simple fix is people who are taking their supplements at the wrong times so oh. they're taking a B complex they're taking a B12 they have low iron so they're taking iron but they're taking it before bed ah and these are kind of these are supplements that help boost your your energy so you're doing that before bed, and then you're you're up as well. So so that can affect sleep too. Having a heavy meal, like a heavy protein, fatty meal, and going to bed on that, like your body is trying to digest your food. So in trying to do that, it's not trying to sleep. How much time ideally would you like to elapse between a heavy meal and going to bed? Probably three to four hours. Okay, would be good. But then you also don't want to go to sleep hungry. Because right. if you're hungry, I have many patients who've come and and uh, they're they're eating, they're not eating enough, and then they're going they're going to, to bed and they're waking up at three a.m. So there's a fine balance there. You have to sort of know your body, know your activity level, know you know know yourself, um, and know then you know what you need to do before before you go to sleep. If that's eat more, eat less, whatever that be. That's so funny to me, the idea of waking up to eat, because that's not me at all. Once I'm out, I'm out. But <laughs> for, me. For, for those of you that, that know Jess and I, Jess's father lives in our house. And he will, when we first started living together, he will wake up in the middle of the night and have something to eat. And it just kind of blew my mind. I didn't understand, but I guess that's more common then I realized it runs in my family. Is we are it, constantly hungry on both sides of my family. We are always hungry. I could wow. get sick 
because I had food poisoning and within five minutes of getting sick, I would want lobster. That's real. I have Seriously. never wow. lost my appetite. That is something I've never really Yeah, it's heard before, she'll be, to be physically ill. And then still wanting to want to, that's the first thing that goes usually your appetite. I've never <laughs> lost my appetite. No, I've never seen you. I have a couple of questions and mine sounds so basic after listening yeah. to those very detailed responses. So <laughs> you had mentioned so, so two things. You'd mentioned that guys come to you and they're, they have pain during sex. What, what pain might they experience? Um, so pain in the sort of this area, so you can't see, but sort of the, the pelvic area, the inguinal region, we call it the okay. area where men can tend to get hernias and, and women, um, you can get hernias in that area. Um, penile pain. So, and oftentimes due to like post-surgical, like if they had prostate surgery or if they had like a traumatic injury uh, through playing sports, um, some, some of this pain even during sex or with erection can be long lasting. Um, and so what I do, so acupuncture is helpful. Ah. Um, I recommend castor oil rub. So castor oil, you know, castor oil, in many people traditionally would take castor oil um, orally to help stimulate the bowels. So that's mm-hmm. not how I'm recommending it here. Um, I'm recommending more so like rubbing in the, the inguinal and pelvic floor area um, can help reduce the inflammation, increase circulation, heal any scar tissue with 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 good like massage. And I also re- uh, refer to pelvic physiotherapists in the city who as an up and coming, been around a while, but there's more and more pelvic physiotherapists around now and they've helped my patients a lot. So for men, you're, it, it's more of a, of, a, of, a, of a rub or something, depending on their situation. It's not something that they're necessarily taking a supplement. For pain, yeah. So definitely we, we address that too. So we look for, number one, we look for deficiencies. We look for, um, uh, you know, lack of certain things in the diet, like if macronutrients, are they lacking healthy fats? Are they having inflammatory foods in their diet, like too much fat, um, fatty foods, trans fats, uh, sugars, um, refined chemicals, refined um, uh, refined sugars and chemicals as well. And and really, we we just we, we want to address address their issue by just focusing in on what are they lacking. So sometimes that means to take supplements like vitamin C, like zinc, things that help to heal tissue, help to reduce scar tissue um, from the inside out as well. And all of those things would help with libido, I'm assuming too. Like you take a very holistic approach, like you said. So it's yeah. like you may be experiencing pain, but if you use this and use that in addition with X, Y, and Z, it mm-hmm. will help with your libido for sure and uh, the other thing i would add too is like exercise to help bring circulation to the pelvic floor and to the genitalia is also really helpful gentle exercise stretching as well so um yeah so it's a holistic approach because we do know that the mediterranean diet which mm-hmm. we use for um, helping to prevent and treat um, heart disease stroke diabetes is the number one diet that we use to help um, with libido issues as well with inflammation as well because it's high in nuts and seeds and whole grains and low in refined carbohydrates and sugars. Um, so, so yeah. I think that a lot of people are looking for the magic bullet, Yes. right? When you say, oh, you need to exercise. Oh, you need to adjust your diet. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe you need to drink a little bit less. People don't necessarily want to invest the time. Yes. So how do we get people to buy in? Yeah. Like, is it as simple as start your day with a handful of nuts mm-hmm. because it you know fills up your belly la- a little bit and yeah. it makes you less likely to reach for 
a Danish when you pass the coffee counter. Is it small changes mm-hmm. like that? 100%. When people, well, I think for most naturopathic doctors, but the way I work is like you come in and we do take that stepwise approach to your health. And so if you're coming in with a whole list of issues, it's really important to build that foundation. And that might just mean, you know, changing, not even changing the diet. This is how far back I'll go. Uh, I'll take it. So maybe not even changing your diet when I see you at first, just getting you to eat more frequently of what you're already eating um, to help stabilize your sugars, to help balance your hormones, and to help you feel better. If you're going, for a lot of people, if you're going six and seven hours without having a, a meal, you crash. You What's feel that, horrible. that fasting now that people are doing? Intermittent fasting? <laughs> well, there's the fasting? intermittent fasting. But intermittent fasting is a type of diet where you do... Um, most people who are just getting started with it, you want to do it at a calculated time. You want to make sure that you're doing it sort of while you're sleeping, most of it, <laughs> so that you, you know you have your last meal at a certain time, maybe maybe eight or seven, and then you don't eat again until so you basically skip breakfast. Then you have lunch, right? So that's that's your standard intermittent fasting that people start off with What's as that newbies, for? and so that can help with anti-aging, inflammation. Um, it can help with weight loss. There's a lot of good benefit to intermittent fasting, um, and more, and it sort of rejuvenates your immune system. Um, there's a lot of good merit to it, um, but it's just you have to make sure that it works for you. I'm laughing because I got a friend of mine who intermittent fasts, and he he'd be like not eat for 16 hours and then eat three tubs of ice cream and two panzerados. He's like, yeah, man, but I intermittent fasted today. Maybe not the right approach. <laughs> well, I think that's part of the problem just as a lay person looking yeah. at diet. When you try and overhaul your diet, mm-hmm. I think you're setting yourself up for failure. So if yeah. you're used to doing one thing, it makes sense to me that you change one small mm-hmm. thing about what you're already doing. So true. Right? Like if you eat fast food three times a week and you eat chips and, yeah. and you eat cake... Um, I mean, I guess I'm just describing myself. Uh, if, if, if I were to say, nope, I am going on a vegan raw food diet, I think that would be too much of a shift. Yeah. But if I could cut one of those incidents of mm-hmm. fast food, and I know like this, this isn't necessarily about sex, but all of these things, so yeah. they affect your mood, they affect your sleep, they affect your libido, they yeah. even affect the way you interact with other people. Yes. So you mentioned small meals. Is that something we should all be... Thinking about eating often? Because Brandon, you do not eat often. In fact, you intermittent fast every night, not on purpose. I think I do it by accident. When I wake (laughs) up first thing in the morning, I just want to drink coffee. Okay. And then I will, that suppresses my appetite. And then I might eat a couple of like, you know, those noms date balls or something like that. And then I don't really eat too much. And then usually by like three or four o'clock, I'm starving. Mm -hmm. And then I overeat Mm -hmm. and I eat too much. Yeah. And is probably extremely unhealthy. And it yeah. has to do with our work as well. We just dive yeah. right into work They're when busy. we wake up. Yeah. And so it's about doing it in a way that is going to make sense around your schedule, your lifestyle. Um, and so that, I mean, what you mentioned to start was okay, but maybe to break your fast, it's about how you break that fast. So maybe you just need more protein um, to help you know, balance things up. And it depends on your activity level. Are you working out as well? So then really, I, I, I often emphasize the protein. And then getting back to the libido issue, if you're not having enough protein, um, it's, it's hard to balance and keep those, those hormones doing what they need to do, right? Because you eat protein, it breaks down to the amino acids, your body builds protein from that, which 
ends up being your your hormones as well, testosterone, right? So do we estrogen. tend to be protein deprived? In the morning, a lot of people tend to, you know, dive for um, oatmeal, cereal. Still, I'm seeing this. Um, maybe a smoothie, but they don't put any protein in the smoothie. Mm. Um, these are things that people are doing, and, and so they're, they're not starting their day with enough protein, I would say. What can you add to your smoothie for protein? Um, you can add some Greek yogurt. You can do a protein supplement. There's mm. many out there that are even plant-based that are delicious. My favorite's pumpkin seed protein right okay. now. It's so yummy. Um, so you could do that that um you could do hemp hearts chia seeds beans i was talking to a patient the other day and i'm telling you people (laughs) add avocado hear me out hear me out (laughs) yeah it's about how much you add right but you can do avocado but you can make i love the white pea bean my husband introduced me to this bean years ago and it's neutral tasting you can boil it up keep some in the fridge add a handful you get some fiber you get some protein right and it's a natural way to get that protein i'm just thinking that i've been following you on facebook and we have a yardie right here so i didn't know you were jamaican yeah so for the jamaican folk and our jamaican partners <laughs> jamaican. <laughs> i just like the food <laughs> what can we add because yeah. my family is actually in food in jamaica and oh, my really? aunt and cousins have have restaurants called island grill oh, which really? you've probably seen it yeah. if you've been to jamaica and what they're really trying to do in fact there was an article in forbes on my aunt thalia mm-hmm. last week and awesome. a number of the other fast food or what we call quick service mm-hmm. restaurants in jamaica um, which are not quick or fast, <laughs> but <laughs> to make in time, <laughs> they are looking at healthy approaches to mm. quick service food. So, for instance, Island Grill mm. has added superfoods to mm. the menu. So, rather than getting rice and peas or or fried bami on the side mm-hmm. or festival, they also offer boiled yam, boiled banana, nice. which, which, which in Jamaica we just call food. Yes, food. Right? I have some chicken and food. <laughs> <laughs> so what what about for folks? Because I think oftentimes when we think of health food, it mm-hmm. gets pretty whitewashed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of healthy eating becomes a little bit elitist. Mm-hmm. And this notion that our ethnic foods are dirty and this North American or Eurocentric white foods are clean. What is it that we're already eating mm-hmm. as people of color that we can up? And because we do know, like in Jamaica, for instance, lots of people, my whole family, that you know, everyone has high blood pressure. Yes, we, we struggle with high cholesterol, and this does come from the fact that a lot of the foods that have been accessible mm-hmm. were the tossed aside, cheap, boiled, boiled dumpling, fried dumpling, flour yeah. and water cost almost nothing. Right. So what are we eating that we can eat more of? Well, more of those provisions, right? Because mm-hmm. they're high in minerals. So I was going to talk about one in particular, but um, from Peru, like maca, mm-hmm. right? But in, in Jamaica, you know, the men swear by, even Usain Bolt swear, swears by his yam, right? And, and yam Let's tell people what have, yam is. <laughs> so yam is a, a ground provision, so it's grown in the earth, and, and anything that's grown in the earth is going to be typically high in minerals, like selenium, which is really important for prostate health for men, hmm. zinc, really important for testosterone um, levels and maintenance in men and, and women. Um, so that's why I think think a lot of the men uh, in in Jamaica and other Caribbean um, countries swear by their their yam. Their roots, root yeah. vegetables. It's, it's stamina. It, they're also very high in, in carbohydrates and fiber. So they sustain you, 
right? So the flour, you know, all we, uh, we do love our Johnny cakes and fried dumpling and stuff, but it's not going to sustain you as much as like a yam or, um, yeah, any of those, those types of, of root vegetables do. And so yam in Jamaica is different than the yam you have in North America. They call sweet yeah. potatoes yams. Yeah, that's it's, not right. It's a yellow. <laughs> <laughs> that is not right. No judgment, but you're wrong. <laughs> that's wrong. It's a yellow, it has a yellow interior and a brown exterior that is almost a little bit uh, stringy or yes. hairy. Yes. And you can find it in many grocery stores. You You'll find it near where you find like a jicama. Like, yeah, and even the regular potatoes and stuff. Like you'll find it where you find potato yes. and sweet potato. Usually it'll be there with like sometimes the green banana, um, you know, high in potassium, boiling it again. These are things you can have for, for breakfast. You can make um, soup. Uh, out of or porridge out of, of banana of green banana so there's there's lots of ways we can use our food um, now protein wise um, that's the tricky part um, really North America is really one of the only cultures that 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 just don't eat food that you'd have at like lunch and dinner for breakfast it's like this whole cereal and smoothie and um, eggs you know this is like these are the three things you're allowed to have and so when people come in and I start talking to them about have lunch for breakfast, like yeah. what's the what's the problem? You know, it's becoming more popular now, but you know, ten years ago people were like, well, what do you mean? I can't have chicken and and brown rice and and salad for right. breakfast. But really it's what it's that I feel the best when I eat like that, you know? So the Chinese do the that thing. as well. Yeah. Um, I'll just be switching cultures here, people. Yeah, you can do uh, that. <laughs> but we, we eat like noodles and rice for breakfast. Mm. It's not a thing that you have to save for, for lunch or dinner. Exactly. And pancakes and French toast, basically it's it's dessert for breakfast. Yeah. Exactly. So you want to like it's 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 healthier to do the opposite, you know, to to have the the high protein um, and and more grounding meals for your breakfast. Okay. So if we're adjusting our diet a little and we're looking at our sleep, not to ask for a magic pill, but what supplements would you recommend? Mm-hmm. Somebody who says I've lost my libido, I'm just mm-hmm. not interested in sex. So let's put the relational issues aside because I think we've talked about yeah. that and I talk about it often in the podcast. But what can we do to change our diet? and supplements mm-hmm. to increase libido. Yeah, so um, diet and supplements. First you wanna look at, so the main thing is that you wanna get circulation to the area, right? So you wanna look at iron. Are your iron levels low? In, in women, that's a big issue, especially when you're going through that period menopause you talked about where sometimes the periods are longer, you're depleting your iron stores. So get that checked, and not just your hemoglobin, but check your ferritin levels. That's the, that's the actual um, uh, indicator of Anemia, not anemia per se, is a combination, but low iron. And that can definitely affect um, your libido and sexual desire. Because iron makes up hemoglobin, which brings oxygen and other nutrients to your genitalia and all over your body, right? So very important. B12 is another one, very important. Um, so making sure your, your levels are, are where they need to be. If you're, if you're vegan or vegetarian, oftentimes those two things are, are low. So you want to make sure that um, you, you check those. Um, maca. We talked about that. I love maca root. Um, you can add it to the smoothie. You can add, you can take it as a supplement form, but it helps with reducing anxiety and depression um, without really disrupting your hormones. They've shown in studies, um, and also helping to to increase sexual stamina. So really good. Fenugreek. Fenugreek. You can cook with this. So fenugreek is an Ayurvedic Ayurveda um, culinary spice herb that you can you can use it in stir fries um you can use it when you're seasoning meats what does it taste like um hmm, it has like a ah 
kind of nutty, sweet, I would say, okay. kind of flavor. Um, it's a nice, gentle like, flavor. Like Brandon, you're nutty sweet. <laughs> well, I wouldn't know that. Thank you. But. Thank you. <laughs> it's good I, to know. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> I don't know what way you meant it. I'm just smiling and nodding. Right accepting now. it. Um, so you can take those. Like Sometimes these um, herbs are in, in combination um, formulas. Um, and so you can just pop it like, like a pill before sexual um, encounters or during the day to help. I like St. John's wort. St. John's wort's a good one for helping women who are going through hot flashes, night sweats, um, and but also for mood. I use it as a standard treatment for people who come in with mild to moderate depression. Oh. Um, and that often goes hand in hand sometimes when hormones are fluctuating. Um, so I, I use it in men as well. But um, when we're talking about perimenopause, I'll use that too. So, so there's, there's lots of formulas that... Um, that that yeah that kind of combine combine those things and it's also important like not to necessarily um, come like someone comes in and they have libido issues to just go right there because I've had people come in and say I'm having a sexual issue here and it's libido and or erectile dysfunction but it's like the other things you know it's like the stress and the menopause formulas that help them the most so it's really about finding what the true cause is. Right, because sometimes we think the problem is the problem, when in fact it's just a symptom. Exactly. Right. When we look at anxiety, look at depression, look at yeah. mental health, look at how you're feeling about your partner. Right. Um, the biggest libido killer, of course, being resentment. Mm-hmm. Right. When you built up that resentment and you're not addressing it, and I've probably said this before, but people used to come to me and say, "We've got this great relationship. It's just the sex." Mm-hmm. And bottom line, it is never, almost never just the sex the sex is often a symptom of mm-hmm. what is going on in your life and relationship you mean you can't just take some maca root and everything's better <laughs> but i, I do sorry question. for being a dick but i did take Here's my maca root. <laughs> you're making all these recommendations and they're they sound amazing yes before somebody runs out and just buys all of this yes. i mean the first step is to see someone a, a professional like you because i'm for assuming sure. all of these things can drastically affect you if you're not taking them the right amount or the Gosh, right combination. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, you're exactly right. Like, for example, even St. John's wort, right? It mm-hmm. is one that you really can't, depending on the t- the one you one you purchase, you have to be careful with certain medications. Um, it can speed up um, the detoxification of certain medications that you're on. It can interact. It, it can uh, throw off your birth control pill um, is um, in effect potentially. So you just, you want to make sure that you see someone to help address the issue properly. And what's really cool is on Thursday mornings on the Vita Rock Facebook page, mm-hmm. you have an ask me anything. Yeah. So if people have specific questions for Dr. Olivia Rose, uh, related to naturopathic medicine, you can check out the Vita Rock Facebook page and we'll be sure to link to that as well Thursday mornings and so I probably have questions I I have one (laughs) last one because near the beginning you mentioned vaginal dryness Mm -hmm. and so this can happen regardless of where you are in your life cycle so maybe higher incidence in in people who are perimenopausal menopausal postmenopausal but what can we take what can we adjust to affect 
positively affect vaginal dryness. Mm -hmm. I would say you want to emphasize um, less caffeine, less alcohol, more water, and electrolytes, especially if you're sensitive to this this area. Look at your medications. Some medications can can throw this off. Um, birth control pill can right. sometimes throw off your sex, right? And just the way your body's responding um, or, and being aroused or not being aroused. So important. Um, what else? You so, said so. Is there anything diet-wise that can affect positively affect circulation, which I assume would. <laughs> Yeah, so fish oil, um, gamma-linoleic acid, so evening primrose oil. GLA is um, the type of fat that's in evening primrose oil, and often that can help. Sea buckthorn oil, another one that's also quite helpful for um, helping with vaginal dryness. So you just want to make sure that, that you're, you're hydrated and your, your tissues are, um, are healthy from, from the inside out. And so there's many ways to do that, mostly um, fatty acids and, and water as well. And when you say cutting alcohol, you don't include wine in that i do <laughs> no. i 100% do I was just caffeine kidding. isn't coffee right yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. caffeine doesn't count if it comes in espresso format people. <laughs> but also everything in moderation i mean i'm sure it that is. there's a big difference between having a glass of wine and having a bottle of wine or having Huge. you know for instance i i tend to drink decaffeinated coffee even though i post all my pictures of all of my espresso everywhere i go but as a treat once in a while i have a half calf usually you can tell what she does it's like vibrating oh my god i had a coffee i want to like take over the world i'm already vibrating and so a coffee just takes it to another level so i I think this is such an interesting discussion we didn't even get to talk about cbd and chc but uh, i i'm sure that people are going to have specific questions Mm -hmm. so make sure you check out dr olivia rose her website is olivia rose nd for naturopathic doctor olivia rose nd.com she's on facebook and instagram olivia rose nd and thursday mornings on the vitarec vita rock facebook page that ama i'm sure people have very specific questions because you mentioned a lot of supplements and we don't want people running out and buying them all in bulk at costco <laughs> no. in fact you might want to check out vita just rock. go to vita rock yeah, <laughs> where these products have been tested and yeah so we we, we um, screen our products to make sure that they don't contain like nasty ingredients and chemicals um, and so I'm part of that sort of quality assurance um, and yeah we just make sure that what we we carry is clean better for the environment better for your health overall um, yeah so it's this great, is something we website. ran into because I used to work with uh, with a product called Herbamax mm-hmm. which I, I believe you have do on carry the they're fantastic and Herbamax was you know held to the highest standard went through all the Health Canada testing and I recall that many of its competitors, when they do shelf tests, they'd pull these supposedly natural products from the shelf and they'd find Viagra. Yes. Yes, we did a, um, a discussion with um, the creator of Herbamax and he was telling us that. And that's just it's crazy. But that's what it goes to show. And, and really, we we're proud to carry brands like that because you don't know what you're getting out there oftentimes when you're just going to a regular store. And it's, it's really good to um, be able to trust somewhere you know, with your, your health, basically. Right. And natural doesn't equal better regulated. Exactly. In fact, oftentimes it's the opposite. Yeah. So before we go, I have one last quick question. Yes. I don't want you to get... Is it quick? Yeah, it will be quick, I promise. <laughs> you had mentioned that women go through, you know, menopause and hormonal changes and things like that. Yeah. Is there something like that that guys do go through? Yeah, that could be a whole discussion. Okay, so maybe yeah. we should have a whole other we discussion could. on it. But you, you've answered my question. Yes. 
They, they do. Yeah, there is. And it might not be as, as uh, distinct of a time frame um, and sort of characterized by that last period because that doesn't happen in men. But there, there can definitely be fluctuations um, that need to be supported for men as Especially well. Especially with drops yeah. in testosterone. Yeah, that's definitely possible right. for men. Great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. A whole other segment just on that. <laughs> but you're still young, baby. Yeah, I just he wants to prepare. He just wants yeah. to you prepare know, I'm just himself. thinking about the future. Yeah. I'm just playing. It's good. It's good. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. Make sure you check out OliviaRoseND.com. And thank you to you for listening. Thanks, Brandon, for hanging out. Amazing, as always. Right. And thank you to Desire Resorts. Big thank you. And check them out at desire experience wherever you're at have a wonderful week thanks for having me you're listening to the sex with dr jess podcast improve your sex life improve your life